You're listening to LDB. So, I think yes. it's, it's a long, a long time coming. It is absolutely a long time coming. Hi guys, welcome back. This is episode four of the LDB podcast. We have been on a two-week hiatus, one might say, because me and Shara's schedules have not been lining up, but we made it work this evening, even though she's kind of on a little mini holiday in Spain, in this town of Valencia. Yes, I'm in Valencia. We have had quite a busy, like, like, past few weeks. Mm. I was, or like days were not really coordinated and we were also trying to like get better equipment so that the pod would sound better and like it's just been kind of a mess with like figuring it out and everything but now we're all settled and hopefully it sounds good. (laughs) What happened was about two weeks ago I got this microphone on Amazon um, and we did a little mini pod but Shara was so upset with how my like how good my audio was and how bad her audio was so Shara strolled her way over to the shop a few days ago and got herself a little mini mic. It's clipped to her like jumper right now. And the audio is crisp, crisp, crisp. It's like ASMR, like just pleasure to my ears. Like it's so enjoyable. She can plug it into her phone as well. And sometimes she'll send me the odd voice note with it on. And it's very enjoyable. I'm a big ASMR fan. It scratches your brain the right it way. It does. Yeah, she was talking right into it there before we started this episode. And I was like, subscribe, <laughs> subscribe. Let me subscribe to this channel. <laughs> so we have a bit of a different, you can hear my Pepsi in my giant Yeti, <laughs> Yeti cup. <laughs> Plenty of ice, bit of ASMR for, for everyone listening. This sounds great. Um, it, it really is my drink of choice right now is Pepsi and a fuck ton of ice. No way, we couldn't tell. Yeah, I know. I don't think I promoted <laughs> enough. I'm waiting that this podcast gets successful, that we can get sponsorships, and those sponsorships are Pepsi Max. <laughs> it's Pepsi. Yeah. yeah. You're like Trisha Paytas. Honestly, yeah. I'm feeling like, I'm as I'm getting older, I'm morphing more and more gradually into Trisha Paytas. <laughs> Love that for you. So mm. will we get on to our first topic of today? Yes. So we want to cover all things pop culture because we eat it eat it up with a spoon and leave no crumbs yeah especially you especially me I like to keep on top of it especially a lot of the podcasts I listen to kind of delve into these topics and I think it's good because a lot of people will have an idea of everything that's going on already so it's nice to get some background commentary what we think and things like that so I thought we'd start it off since it's award season to go into the Grammys the Brits and who won who didn't and all the mess that happened in between let's get into it let's so into you it. let's talk about harry styles and how he won artist of the year what do you think about that i think it's well deserved like i'm not even a harry styles fan right but his last out al- like ever since he released his first album like the music have been timeless like I can hear it on the radio over and over and over and over again and I do not get sick of it especially the people that like write the songs and Harry it's usually a collaboration of like four five people at the most so it's kind of like a small project but very good music 
Not to mention the fact that that man has been on tour for the last like two and a half years. He's still touring. It is just like his energy amazes me. I I could never. So I think that's why he like deserves these awards, you know. But at the Grammys, he won Album of the Year and he got heckled to bits by like fans of Beyonce and I don't get the Beyonce hype at all like I've got to be honest I'm not on the Beyonce train like her shows are amazing and everything but I did not listen to that album I got bored of it who listened to that album I honestly have no I think it's the Americans only I completely agree with you like I I'm I don't really like Harry Styles I don't think he should have got an album of the year but I don't think Beyonce should have either I, I just don't, I don't get it. Especially with an artist, like, you know, you have to put in a lot of work. Beyonce recorded that album, like, very slowly. A lot of the, uh, most, all of the tracks are samples, just redubbed samples of songs that were already out, like hits of the 70s and 80s and 90s, just redubbed, some new lyrics put over them. Um, so it's not like, it's not like they're totally original. It's not original music either. So it's like, okay, no, that doesn't really deserve album of the year. But I feel so bad for him that he got heckled. Where, whereas when he was at the Brits, he was way more comfortable, being like getting getting on the piss a little bit, like you know, a lot happier. And everyone was so happy to see him win the awards. And he thanked Harry, Niall, Louis, Zane, all of them as well on stage, which was cute because I don't think he mentioned them in a few years. Yeah, I think he was much more comfortable being at home. Um, and things like that and I really love that Taylor Swift stood up when he was heckled on stage being like I know what it feels like I know I've been there and like they are ex- their exes and she was still like yeah like and I think she mouthed like not today like when she stood up yeah honestly just the audacity of the Americans I think he yeah I think he deserved it I don't I don't anyone who thinks that Beyonce should have gotten that award has no taste like the only touring in commas touring Beyonce has done this year is when she did that 24 million contract in the Atlantis Hotel in Dubai Mm -hmm. and she recorded that so she's going to use that for content somewhere so I mean it really wasn't that much work yeah that's true I don't know. Whereas Harry is sweating his blood, sweating tears off and for that. Like every night he's doing a show. He's in Australia right now or in New Zealand or something. It's crazy. And you know, um, there was like a clip of Diplo whispering into someone's ear when um, Beyonce won an award. I don't know what she won, but she won an award and he whispered in someone's ear and like the camera caught him and someone like dubbed it and said, he said they bought that award. That they. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. Because now, because now she's like the most awarded artist ever at the Grammys. Mm. I don't really understand it because I've never been the type of person to type in Beyonce into Spotify and click shuffle. The only person I put shuffle on is Taylor Swift because you are always going to get a banger. It's always going to be amazing. Me like, too, girl. That's the only artist I listen to in the car. I'm a big fan if you can't tell. We are true Swifties here. Yeah. What was her album from last year? Her album from last year was... Midnight's. That was this year. Wasn't it? That was this year. That was October. No way. Yeah, that was October of last year. But I, thought, I, I really thought that came out like January. 
I know it feels like it because I'm still listening to the songs over and over and over and over again. Right now I'm obsessed with Paris and The Great War. Love those. It just doesn't get old. Karma. It doesn't get old. And Midnight. Midnight's, oh, it's just such a good album. When the album first came out, I was kind of like, oh, I don't really like the album that much because I, I'm a big, I became a true Swifty with Folklore and Evermore. And then when Midnight's came out, I was kind of like, mm, I don't know how I feel about this. And here I am, months later, it's literally the only thing I'm listening to in the car that makes me happy to be in the car in the first place. So that's how I feel about Taylor Swift. I'm a huge Swifty now. Um, Another thing I really want to talk about is that at the Brits, Wet Leg won a lot of awards and I... I fucking hate them, you guys. I hate them so much because they came up on my TikTok like last year and one of their songs is like, um, excuse me, would you like someone to me? Would you like me to assign someone to butter your muffin? Excuse me. And I'm like, if you're using a line from Mean Girls, get out of here. And they won like so many awards. They won like four or five awards and everyone at the Brit, like I think they were baked at the Brits or something because all they kept saying was how magical the evening was all the time and just laughing and yeah I'm not a huge fan of them but they won um a good few awards which I did not expect they came out of, I really do think that they must be like nepotism babies or like something like that because they came out of nowhere and like just started releasing music that I truly hate unfortunately I have no idea who you're talking about so I can't weigh in on this but Oh, like they've they've come up on my for you page all the time, and I listen to BBC One in the um in work, and quite often like they've got two songs out right now that are kind of like singles that are very popular inverted commas, and they make you want to throw the radios across the room mm-hmm. and smash it against the wall. Okay, I must have. So I must listen. Yeah, listen and let me know that you hate it too. I will. Um. And now, should we pivot over to the Ozempic skinny yes. medicine? I'm loving this change because it really shows how tre- like trends influence everyone. Like, it really does. So, two years ago, it was all about curves and big butts and small waists and big boobs. And everyone was getting the BBLs and the lip injections, and the filler, and the lipo, in all those areas. And now we've got celebs who are doing the Ozempic to lose weight. They just, they just want to be skinny. They don't really care about the curves. For example, the Kardashians are now reversing their BBLs. They're getting liposuction. They're looking thinner than ever. And there's like so much controversy mm. and everyone's like, bashing them for literally just changing their bodies according to trends but they're not the only ones doing it like so many celebrities they've got money to do it yeah Yeah. like if you're looking at kim especially and chloe they are really hopping on the skinny trend right now so like that's something i've really noticed other celebrities like Mindy Calling. Mindy Calling has always been like a plus size actress. But she's quite short. So like that's the way her body like was. But now she's in itty bitty. She is tiny. You wouldn't even recognize her in the street if she walked past you. And that's definitely down to Ozempic. I heard she's been having Ozempic parties. <laughs> I mean, 
I would also, if I had the money. I mean, I would also, like, it, yeah, if you, like, I mean, it's actually, like, Ozempic now, the UK version of the drug is going to be sold in boots in the UK. And I think it's quite affordable. It's, like, something between, like, 70 pounds or something, or 70 and 100 pounds for, like, a month's worth supply. That's good. And it suppresses, yeah, it suppresses your appetite. You'll be able to get that soon if anyone's looking for it. And um, yeah, it's gonna make people lose weight. So that's kind of interesting. I never, I never would have thought I would have come over to the UK like in Ireland so soon because it's only something I've been hearing about in the last two months that this really became public knowledge. And you would think that they would regulate it more in Europe. I know in America, everyone's like, uh, like they can prescribe anything. But everyone says FDA, FDA approved, but the FDA approves everything. Anything, literally every everything, but like. You would think like su- such a medicine, the EU or, and the UK government would be like, okay, we can't just distribute this. Like there's a shortage in Ireland for this medicine for diabetes patients. And they're now prescribing it, like not prescribing it, but like you can buy it over the counter. Yeah, it's, crazy. it's kind of mad, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of crazy that that's become a huge trend. Mm-hmm. Like like people are going so far as to go and reverse their surgeries so like getting like their boobs reduced if they had a bigger cup size things like that like that's just getting rid of them and that's why yeah and that's why you shouldn't follow trends when it comes to permanent things like with the lip fillers like obviously lip filler does dissolve over time but when it comes to totally changing the shape of your body like if I was a girl in the UK or Ireland and I was making 30k a year and I saved up all my money I went over to Turkey and I got a whole BBL boob job tiny waist light bow Nevo butt implants (laughs) do you remember her she's exactly who is in my mind right now as I'm saying this yeah is Nevo and um and if like if you go through all like that all all that effort and then not even nine months later that's not even in anymore and you're left with this shape that you're like oh it's out of fashion now should I reverse it but that's like you're putting your body through so much stress doing all those surgeries it's amazing the amount of surgeries that Kardashians have had done and they still like where I don't see any surgical scars on them I literally got a vein removed in June and I still have scars on my legs from a laser vein removal and I cannot believe that you can't see all the lines and cuts and bruises on the Kardashians like they must really be airbrushed or photoshopped a lot of the time oh for sure they're no surgeon is that good but they're playing god they're basically altering their bodies to every trend like it's crazy like even with Mm. like the surrogacy and everything like they really are just it's gonna catch up with them like you can't go under the knife Mm. that many times and not have problems later or like you know what i mean like it has to take a it has to take a toll like it's one surgery too many and you could end up like dead like if you're doing one of those big invasive surgeries like you know going under anesthesia every time like exactly yeah and they'd be the kind of people who like if they were getting a tooth removed they'd go under anesthesia for that as well that's really popular in america for sure like when I went into the doctor, I was kind of expecting that because that's when that's what I've heard and seen in movies in America. And he was like, no, you're just getting mm. an injection into your gums and like, I'll be awake for the whole thing. I don't know why they would but put the Americans on. love the anesthesia. Why? Yeah, they love it. Why? I don't know. I have no idea. But they, it's like whenever anyone's getting something slightly invasive done to their teeth in America, they're all put under or like put on laughing gas. I'd love to try that. 
I would love to try it too. I would I would love to wake up from getting like a tooth pulled and being like, I love everyone. Let's go ride home in the unicorn. I, I think I would say some really uncalled for things. So I really wouldn't like that. No, you would say something definitely very offensive. Definitely. So very I, I, think offensive. I, I think I'm safer off that. Getting your dental work kept in the EU yeah. in Hungary to be Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I also want to talk, like, since we're on the topic of the Kardashians, I do want to talk about Kylie Jenner. She just released pictures of her son as well. Because um, I think everyone on the on- online was saying that he's ugly. Like, oh, no. It, like, she released pictures. Of, yeah. But she proved them wrong. Because everyone was saying that's why she's not releasing pictures. She, like, released pictures of Stormy straight away. And she's not released pictures of her son. For a whole year. She didn't release anything for a year. Nobody like papped him or anything. And everyone online was like, the reason why she's not doing it is because the child is obviously ugly. And then the next day she posted like 10 photos of him. The most beautiful child we've ever seen ever. (laughs) She was like, bitch, you thought. Yeah, you thought. She put us all to shame. Yeah, she Mm. did. And Air, Airy, Air. Is his name? I feel yeah. I feel like yeah, yeah. It's like Stormy and Air. I want to say Air. Air. I honestly couldn't. Tell I preferred you. Wolf. <laughs> I preferred when she, it was Wolf. Yeah, I think she wanted to keep it like weather related. The names, kind of like the way they're all named K's. I think she changed it because of um, Tammy Hembro, because she got backlash on that. I think so too. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Absolutely. And speaking of baby names, then. What's her name? From Love Island. It's a double barrel name. Forget her name. Molly Molly May named her child Bambi, which I don't think it sounds that great. Um someone said as well online like that Bambi Fury sounds like the sequel to <laughs> to Bambi like getting revenge on his dead mom. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh, that's hilarious. I didn't see that, but I thought Bambi was like her little like pet name for the baby like I didn't think that was its name like the baby's name I think it's I think it is its name <laughs> Bambi Fury the sequel yeah. that's Bambi Fury back with vengeance I feel like that would be the movie title <laughs> I definitely think Tommy didn't pick the name <laughs> no I think Tommy cares less all he cares about is fighting Logan Paul is it or Jake Paul one of the Pauls that is into the wrestling the MMA the fighting the the boxer fights anyway I think Molly May is enjoying her time as a mother I think she is yeah but she makes me not want to like go into it anytime soon I liked how she how realistic she was with it I don't follow her on any social media but I did see some highlight clips of her talking about her pregnancy and she said it's not all it's cracked up to be because you're not really the center of the universe when you kind of think you will be absolutely people just carry on absolutely yeah agreed i like how real she was about it as well like she could have sugarcoated the whole thing being like it was amazing i was so glowing the whole time like no she was real Mm, i'm making life life is beautiful you know Mm, all that stuff um i also what i kind of want to touch on i just want to keep on kardashians there's so much to say about them so Kylie Jenner modeling versus Kendall Jenner modeling, okay? So I have to say, every time I see a picture of Kendall, that's like a new image. I'm like, boring. What the fuck next. is this? Yeah, next. Like a a common girl, like any like 
any girl in Cork could put her for a run for her money with the modeling because she's just dead behind the eyes. Like, there's nothing going on. The pictures are never interesting. And I'm like, how is this woman getting jobs? How is she getting... Like, obviously, it's nepotism really at its finest. But then Kylie, when it comes to modeling pictures with her or for her makeup brand, the pictures slay. Like, she is giving so much. Like, when you compare Kendall and Kylie's photo shoot images, Kylie absolutely surpasses in every way. Kylie is just kind of maybe on the curvier side. I mean, Kendall is like that supermodel skinny, but there's just nothing going on. Her face is always the same. It's like she would... Tyra Banks would say, smile with your eyes. Because she's not... like there's, But there's no nothing going on with the eyes. It's dead. There's nothing going on behind her eyes either. No, no. Kylie... She'd be kicked, think... off, kicked off AMTM immediately. I saw this um, on TikTok, I think, and it was like, if the family put the effort they put into Kendall when Kylie was younger, she would have been a way bigger model than Kendall ever was. Or a way better model. And she still is. Absolutely. problem. She still is. And, like, her facial modelling is amazing. Like, even with her body, she just does so much more than Kendall. Kendall's just very thin. Her walk is pathetic, still to this day. And I don't know how she was the highest paid model. Yeah, that's actually atrocious. Not that I have any modelling experience, first-hand modelling experience, but just from watching from other models she's just compare so Bella Hadid yeah. to Kendall and it's like they're not even in the same league you know and also speaking of uh, Bella Hadid and Kendall Jenner there was an interview and Kendall was like yeah I'm not the kind of model that like takes every show that they can get we like handpick the ones for me and Bella literally walked like 25 shows during Paris Fashion Week one time banging them out like this was in her the height of her career as well she just did every show every single one Kendall maybe went walked to that week yeah because I think Bella understands especially like her mother Yolanda probably really nails it into her that these are like the best years of her life for modeling and even though it's very tiring like that girl like Bella Hadid never stops working like she works hard for her money because she'll be walking like three shows a day during Paris Fashion Week or New York Fashion Week and like walking in the most like outrageous conditions as well. The one thing I'm thinking of is that Balenciaga show when they had the fans and like mud and wind and all that stuff and trash bags and it I saw like a like a video where it spliced like all the models walking in those conditions together and by far out of all those Balenciaga models Bella Hadid was the most composed most perfect walk out of all of them in like the highest of heels so she worked so hard for her money I think I would if I was Bella I'd be actually so mad at Kendall but I think like that's how you know she's a Bella's a true supermodel is she takes every single job and she she doesn't seem to complain about it she happily does it whereas Kendall is like which one will get like the most press coverage oh the Chanel one yeah Chanel we've got Balenciaga things like that is things like what she would walk Dior she'd like walk those ones but if it was anyone else she'd be like "Mm, no but that shows like lack of taste no no I'm busy I'm busy being a cool girl I'm busy promoting my tequila that will give you the worst worst hangover hangover of your life life. (laughs) yeah (laughs) I knew you were going to say that 
I know. Every time I see, like, I see a lot of, like, um, cocktail makers and, like, like, taste testers on TikTok. And they're like, I'm going to check. I'm I'm a big fan of tequila. I've tried all the tequilas. Let's try this 818 tequila that everyone is talking about. And they literally take a sniff and they're like, that is awful. Don't buy this. You will die. It's just sugar. It's just sugar mm. and additives and everything. Like, yeah. It's not real tequila. So don't support. Yeah, I don't support. I'm not in any rush to try it. I can't even drink tequila anyway in the first place. Me and tequila have a bad history. One time I was in Greece, in Eos to be exact. I'm telling a story now about tequila, okay. But one time I was at a bar, an Irish bar with Shara and like some other people that we were with on holiday. And before we went out for the night, I was like, oh, wouldn't it be nice to go get like some gyros? So we went, got some gyros, ate it back at the house. I had a bottle of white wine, but I was like, Shara I'm so sober like what the hell like I shouldn't have eat. I shouldn't have eaten this huge gyros anyway walk down to the Irish bar and I'm like I'm starting not to feel very good like not at all and one of the guys that we were with was like I'm gonna buy you all tequila shots so there's tequila shots at on the bar and I was not feeling good but I picked up the tequila shot I brought it to my nose I took one little sip I didn't even swallow it and I projectile vomited all down my white t-shirt and that was like one of the last times I had tequila and I had to go outside and hold her hair and then we went home yeah and then I was like I I feel much better (laughs) yeah I would imagine so you didn't have a single thing in your body then yeah I was like I feel great like let's go out now like let, let me just clean it up and we'll go back out so that's what we did I actually went back out and I felt I felt great I felt really good I'm so happy for you <laughs> thank, thank you so much um another topic I really wanted to talk, like discuss is Emily Ratajkowski she just started a new podcast and I have been listening to the odd few episodes and for the most part it's really good it's really well produced she has good well, guests I mean, on. She has camera. producers. Is she, that what you yeah, mean? Yeah, she has producers, editors, uh, oh, camera people. everything. Yeah, people to but organize anyway. all that stuff for her. It. She just walks in and like puts her mouth to the microphone, and that's about like, it. And speaks loads of nonsense. Mon- yeah, money just rolls in, and yeah. like you know, I did like I like I kind of have a love hate relationship with her because. I listened to her on her podcast and I'm like, yes, like this is very encouraging to women and stuff. And I know her book, My Body, is really well written and it's very good. But I can't help but feel that like she's nearly insecure or something because I think she doesn't want people to think that she is just boobs and abs. She really like projects this like um, I'm a real feminist, like I'm a girl's girl, but then is the biggest pick me girl and like with posting that photo like a week after giving birth to her mm. baby and she had a flatter stomach than any woman I've ever seen in my life yeah with the most perfect that... boobs still like it's just really like not a realistic like, she's not real like it's just not fair yeah like who would even after a week after giving birth who in their right mind would be in a mood to take a full body picture 
like you would be still in like your big giant diapers and your pads dipped in like eucalyptus and like you know you'd be disinfecting down there and doing all that stuff you still have a big pouch and she's saying that she's this big feminist but then she's bringing other women down by posting images like this that just make women feel like they're not good enough one week after giving birth that's something that I just think is off about her or months even like months or a year or years after giving birth and you're still not back to yourself when this woman like goes and posts like a perfect she literally looks like a like a 16 year old girl like so thin like perfect bod you know especially with that image in particular that we're talking about the one where that she posted a week after giving birth she had like the baby mat in the background and like the caption of that picture was oh ignore the baby mat so it, you she didn't leave it up to the interpretation of the person seeing the image like oh maybe she took that pre-pregnancy no the baby is here she just changed the baby on the baby mat like so she was shining a light to the fact that this is post baby so things like that I just think doesn't sit right with me but I loved if you haven't listened to her episode with Julia Fox I love Julia Fox Julia Fox is a woman for all women she is an ally she is just amazing I just she's great her sense of style is skeptical. Yeah, it's all right. It's all, it's, it's all right. Each to their own, you know? Yeah. But I just really love that episode because I like that, you know, when you're on a podcast with someone you feel like, or like you're talking to someone and you feel like you kind of have to agree with everything they say, Julia was quite happy to disagree with a lot of things like em- like Emrata said. So like um, Emrata was like, like they were talking about dating and stuff and Julia was like I am just sick of it I'm done like I don't enjoy it and Emrata was like I love it and I love sex and like Julia Fox is like yeah I don't I'm fine I'm fine without it and I was like girl me too me she's too she's so real for that isn't she she's so real and like it what makes her even more real is like last week she shared a video of her apartment and it's like literally a three-bedroom apartment including the living room and it's not what you would have expected from her and it was like cluttered and baby stuff and toddler stuff and toys but it was just so real and so nice to see really refreshing she's like really I think she's a really amazing woman I like everything she I want her to run for president you know what else doesn't sit right with me about Emily Ratajkowski just popped into my mind. How she lived in that New York loft for like three years and didn't pay rent. That is so funny to me. I didn't do my my research on this one, but I know you loved this topic. Like, And especially when she was with that producer husband of hers who was making loads of money too. So it's like, where does this make sense? Like, I don't really remember why they didn't have to pay rent. But they didn't. And I was just like, you can't clearly afford to rent or buy a place. So why are you taking away from someone that couldn't afford that? I guess when when you get given a lot of things for free or a lot of opportunities, you're just like, rent should be free too. No? No? Shouldn't it? Mm. Should it? No, I like. I just think like she's just got the audacity, like so much audacity. But especially mm. as well, she's like talking about being papped and stuff, going on dates, and that Pete Davidson relationship was the biggest PR pull ever. And then 
and then after that pete davidson pr couple like like paparazzi pictures that they had over the course of about three days it was so heavily packed i mean these people were told where she was going to be at what time she was coming out like the videos are so awkward but like you know like you know that she was there for the paps but then she released a podcast episode being like dating in the public eye question mark and she was like it's actually really hard dating when you're not you don't even know what you are to each other yet and you're getting pictures like out with them and then you're dating someone else and they see those pictures and I'm like girl you called them like we're you not stupid called like- them to arrive there like you came out of the apartment and they were waiting for you from a random place and it's happened on multiple occasions yeah like, so it's like I, that- that's something that grinds my gears like I'll listen to an episode like that and I'm like you're just contradicting yourself now honey like this makes no sense it's the oldest trick in the book the, the oldest trick in the book everyone has done it we see like, through it she came out of that separation yeah she came out of that separation and said I'm coming back into the public eye with a vengeance and she called TMZ every single day she left her house and went on a date with a new man and like and she's dead am right I of all, am I jealous of all the men she's been going out with absolutely but still like we know like there's definitely more to it than what she's willing to admit to she's dead she's dead right too as well because she's all over daily mail and every news channel is covering her so oh absolutely and like she's never she's never been in the daily mail or any like all those news news channels more than post separation like Mm -hmm. she's made herself relevant by doing that but saying that she didn't didn't have anything to do with it I don't believe mm-hmm. Absolutely. you can definitely date privately if you want to she's literally just walking downstairs and then coming out in a crop top and like tiny skirt and big heel boots to like literally 20 paparazzi <laughs> and then she uh, trying to get into the car of Pete Davidson like mini Cooper and Pete Davidson is so shocked about the bed of paparazzi that he just swiftly drives away so what were they in England or something? Like, that didn't look like it was in America. Uh, I think it was. It was New York. It literally looked like they were in, like, London and, like, Notting Hill or something. Yeah. They went out for, like, three days. Uh, and I know that because it was all on Daily Mail for those three days. So, like, he... True. She went to his apartment. Um, he tried to pick her up from her apartment in his mini Mini Cooper. And then she also went to, like, some basketball game with him as well. And then she's like, I can't date other people. I'm like, you can literally date them in your house if you really I want, want to. I want to know why Pete Davidson drives a Mini Cooper when he's like 195 centimeters tall. I know. I was thinking the exact same thing. I was like, the last car I think Pete Davidson would be in would be a Mini Cooper. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's a really good city car. Like, you could parallel park that thing, no problem. That's true. But, mm. but... Couldn't do that with a Range Rover as much in New York. <laughs> He, he'll have to squeeze into that car like oh yeah I feel like he has to fold himself anyway, like three times to fit in yes true <laughs> um but I think we should just the last topic we should cover is the Rihanna Super Bowl performance Super Bowl Super Bowl Super Bowl yeah Super Bowl yeah let's cover the Rihanna Super Bowl performance so a lot of hype was surrounding this performance and the amount of hype on TikTok honestly like it really hyped me up for this, like, this performance. Because I was like, oh, it's going to be really, really good. Everyone had their predictions of what, like, the 
um, songs were going to be and what style of the performance was going to be. And it, uh, it was overhyped. Like there was, like, I, it felt like as well she wasn't singing too much live because she ha- still had background music. She had the background music and a lot of people were saying that her mic was not on at all. And there was a lot of controversy around that. But, and that she wasn't dancing enough and like that she was No, she is pregnant. Enough. So I'm like, I'll let her off with the, with the dancing. But the singing, there were not much singing going on though. She did take breaks. You could see when she was taking the breaks. Um, I was watching it, the, the start of it. And I was like, oh, is she pregnant? Or is like, is that her like post baby body? Like, I don't want to judge. And then I kept looking it up and I was like, okay, she's pregnant. She's really pregnant. Because I didn't watch it live, obviously. I watched it like th- a day later. Um, so I understand why she wasn't like dancing a lot. So I think her performance is actually really, really good for someone that was probably four or five months pregnant at the stage. Mm, the choreography was amazing. The amount of backup dancers she had, I, I couldn't even keep count of the amount of bodies that just kept appearing on the screen. Mm-hmm. In the white puffer coats and the white pants. There were so many dancers. Did you see that person that was doing a TikTok dance on one of the one of the platforms alongside the like she he was part of the dance, but he was just doing a TikTok dance, like he didn't do the actual choreography. Oh my god, no, I didn't even see that. I didn't see that yeah. at all. That's so funny. You wouldn't That's even notice because there's so many of them. So many marshmallows oh, yeah. just dancing. I know. I wouldn't have noticed at all. Well, okay, I thought the Rihanna performance was fine. It was fine. But when is Rihanna going to drop the new music? That's what I want to know. That's a big question. Because I can remember being in secondary school, in the car with my mom, picking me off after school when I was like 16, and playing her last album. That's how long ago it was. I was in secondary school. So I'm ready for new music, Rihanna. Whenever you're ready. Okay, to round off the podcast, I want to leave you with two, like, recommendations, okay? Shara has officially left the chat. Like, before I leave you, I hope you enjoyed this episode of us talking absolute shit and all things pop culture. But I want to leave you with, like, two recommendations. One is a TV show. Actually, two of them are TV shows. The Last of Us with Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey. Oh, my God. 10 out of 10 lovely zombie apocalypse show if you haven't watched it you have to watch it it has you on the edge of your seat it also like has like really good like interpersonal storylines in there and I think Pedro Pascal is daddy I think it's just like the way that he is like really emotionally unavailable in it like because he's such a silly goofy person um I saw him in like that movie with Nicolas Cage the name of it has slipped my mind but I saw him in that and he was really good in that too um, and now I'm like in my Pedro Pascal era and I'm here for it and the second show which is the last show I'm going to recommend for you is 1923 it's like a Yellowstone prequel with Harrison Ford Helen Mirren and it's really good it's kind of like like kind of like a smutty book that you would pick up in Waterstones like on those little carousel shelves or something but like a really good one like 10 out of 10 like I love the fashion the clothes there's guns horses wild west and you the good thing about it is like I haven't even seen Yellowstone you don't need to watch Yellowstone 
to know what's going on like you can just watch it on its own but it's honestly a masterpiece there's only like six episodes out right now i think there might be like 10 and i hope they're gonna get like another season but i don't know i think it might be just a mini series um but if you haven't seen that you really need to like it's it's like either of those shows will have you hooked for the week and you'll be sorted so that's my recommendations i hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the podcast i'm officially signing off from the ldb pod it was a great collaborative episode today thank you guys for listening and stay tuned for our next episode next week we're sorry bye be completed as dialed or the number has been disconnected please check the number and dial again thank you